I'm Brandon, and I'm joined here by your co-host, my best friend, Andrew Moore. I'm excited, pal. Colts won. You don't have a voice uh, from not screaming at the TV, believe it or not, folks. Um, he, you know, just a little under the weather, so kind of like me uh, a couple weekends ago. But, buddy, Colts win. Wasn't pretty, but we got the dub. How you feeling? You're muted. I'm muted. Now you're unmuted. That's on. There we go. (laughs) I'm going to apologize for my voice up front. It's uh, not the greatest, but we're going to try to struggle through this here. Um, Colts, Colts got a dub and that, that was the most important thing. They weren't, they weren't perfect by any means, but they, they went down to Miami. They took care of a lesser team and, and it is the first don't wash the Jersey episode. I uh, love to see it. So it was, it was a must win for the Colts. We talked about it and, and they went down there and took care of business. So uh, we got another game. We'll talk about later in the week. Obviously it's a big game, but uh absolutely right let's go let's go cold it's let's go colds but uh hey, listen you give my future little brother-in-law some slack okay <laughs> there we go let's Hello, let's Liam. go let's go colts so um good good victory uh definitely something the team needed and something i think that they can build off of going for going forward yeah i uh i 100 agree uh and we'll get into it but first i just want to remind everybody go follow us uh, at a Colts podcast on uh, all the things Instagram, Twitter. Uh, if your Instagram's working again and your Facebook, go uh, to a Colts podcast. Hopefully, we're uh, streaming right now to Facebook still. Um, hey, if you're listening right now from uh, the Horseshoe Huddle Twitter, I can't see how many there are, but I know there's quite a few. Welcome. Um, for anyone who doesn't know what a don't wash the jersey episode is, uh, listen, here's what me and Andrew do. And I stole it from him. I can't even pretend that it was my tradition. Um, I've been doing this since I was since 11 was years old. 11 years not, old. He, like he doesn't watch the jersey after a Colts victory. Okay. So we decided to start calling episodes, watch the jersey episode, or don't watch the jersey episode when we do recaps. So that's that joke there. Inside joke. Now for all of you to enjoy. Um, but yeah. We're a Colts podcast presented by Sports Illustrated, formerly the Educated Fan. We're still the Educated Fans, uh, and as I like to say, I know more than you, um, but I probably he don't. doesn't. I just like to talk on a on one microphone and ask Andrew the hard questions. Um, let's dig into it. Colts win twenty seven seventeen. Um, that sounds so much better than it really was. Um, some things went right, some things went wrong. It was a sloppy day. Uh, but in this league uh, that we all are a part of in our own way, um, a win's a win. Nobody gives a shit how you did it at the end of the year. Uh, it's just whether or not you did. And the Colts managed to pull it off, and that all started with the run game. Finally, run the damn ball translated into winning the damn game. Absolutely, and it, it started with Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Jonathan Taylor came out there, uh, thirty-three rushes, one hundred and thirty-nine yards. Uh, well, this is the team, I should say. It was thirty-three rushes, one hundred and thirty-nine yards, four point two yards per carry, and then Jonathan Taylor was was the majority of that, going for sixteen carries, one hundred three yards, and a touchdown. And he was, <clears throat> excuse me, he was the X factor for me last week. Jonathan Taylor, the, the game was going to run through Jonathan Taylor, and that's what the Colts really needed to do so the Colts gave it to him early and and something that was really lacking in this Colts offense was was the big plays especially on the running in on the ground game Jonathan Taylor ripped off runs of 39 yards and and 20 28 yards or 23 yards uh, respectively that 23 yarder excuse me was the touchdown so you really saw this Colts running game get going and that took a lot of the pressure off of Carson Wentz so he didn't have to throw it 37 times like he did against uh, against Tennessee just for the Colts to get in the game. The Colts were able to establish a lead with their running game, and then once they got out front, the running game and then supplemented by Carson Wentz was able to seal the deal. And, and I honestly, I know you're in agreement on this too. This is the recipe that the Colts need to go forward with, at least right now, until because they're so banged up, and until Carson Wentz can get fully healthy, until T.Y. Hilton, Quentin Nelson comes back, until Eric Fisher is 100%. This is what they need to do. 
they really need to rely on that running game, rely on Jonathan Taylor, Naheem Hines, Marlon Mack. Well, he's still here. Marlon Mack had a good chunk of plays on, on Sunday. And, and this is what they need to do in order to get these leads and be successful in Syria if they want to win games. Yeah, I, I mean, I couldn't have been happier with uh, the way we stayed dedicated to the run, I guess I should say. Um, Marlon Mack, I was surprised to see him dressed after they decided to make him a healthy scratch last week. People were kind of curious, why would they do that if they're trying to trade him? Well, you don't want him to get hurt. Uh, so I was kind of surprised by their decision to use him this week. Man, I don't know, maybe they thought, eh, we can make him happy. Maybe there's not any trade options out there. So they're like, oh, let's try to get him some runs, see how it goes. But yeah, Jonathan Taylor was great. Um, you know, there were a couple runs. He, he could have had more yards. Um, but right from the get-go, he put he was pushing piles. So I was really happy with that. Um, first time he's broken 100 yards this season so uh offensive line though definitely look good that this what, chris reed is his first name chris chris reed started yeah. at left tackle for quentin nelson left guard uh left guard you get it ah ah how often hey, does that happen that's usually the I'm, other way around hey i'm i'm sick uh, i'll chalk it up to being uh, under the weather he's sick but yeah i'm ha- I, I was happy with it um 33 rushes overall you know is, is a much higher number than we've been looking at i think oh god last week what was it it was 16 carries combined between Jonathan Taylor and and Naheem Hines. So pretty much doubling that output. And and you're absolutely right. Chris Reed stepped in at left guard for Quentin Nelson, and he, and he played great. He really did. He was opening up lanes in the running game. He was very serviceable in the pass game. Uh, and as far as, as far as the other parts of the offensive line, he was probably one of our top performers. I mean – Ryan Kelly played a pretty decent game. Uh, Julian Davenport again was awful, but that's that's to be expected. Uh, Eric Fisher got beat quite a few times. Uh, Andrew, Eric Fisher. Andrew sent me a screenshot of one of his articles that he was writing today and asked me if he was being too hard on Julian Davenport. He's not. Stinks. Yeah, it was it was my my stock up, stock down. I don't know if your stock can go any lower than than Julian Davenport's right now. Uh, Braden Smith needs to come back as soon as possible. But 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 Eric Fisher, I mean Eric Fisher definitely didn't play very well. Uh, he he gave up quite a few pressures on Carson for on Carson Wentz, and, and it seemed like Jalen Phillips had had some success against Fisher. But as far as the running game is concerned, it, it seemed like Fisher was a little bit better in the running game. Chris Reed obviously was able to get to the second level, and, and honestly, if you might be thinking that that if that Chris Reed possibly could be somebody that could play right guard for us next year if the Colts don't decide to to re-sign Mark Lewinsky. He which, he's that good. And, and which is a very, we will. It's a very good possibility because Mark Lewinsky is going to be a free agent. He's going to again command a lot of money and it's uh, at some point you're going to have to let some of these guys go. You can't pay them all. So, but yeah, as far as the offensive line in the running game, absolutely their best game so far this year, pass protection could have been probably a little bit better, but for the most part, I was, I was pleased with what I saw. And, and I think again, the Colts just need to get healthy for us to really see that full offensive line. Uh, what we're expecting to see for this team. Yeah, because that's one of the, I mean, it's been one of the areas, the area of the team that we've been able to rely on so heavily uh, almost right from the time Chris Ballard took over. Um, So to have concerns in that department right now is not my favorite thing. Um, What do we got next? Carson Wentz. Better week from Carson compared to last week. 24 for 32, 75% uh, completion Percentage, 228 yards, two touchdowns, still only one interception on the year. Um, and it was a, a, a that was a weird play in itself. Uh, we ended the uh, Miami Dolphins uh, defense's uh, turnover streak games. That was cool. Ended that. Um, so Carson didn't contribute to that. 228 yards, not a lot, but Carson, what he did, he he was like you said during the game. He was looking at the crossing routes more. He was checking down the ball a little more. And for the most part, aside from a couple plays where maybe I was yelling at the TV, he did get rid of the football um, more quickly this week. 
Yeah, and obviously I, I haven't watched the film yet. Again, I'm gonna probably do that after we after we end this live stream to start watching the film again. Uh, the one play that stuck out to me, where like you said, he could have probably thrown the ball a little bit quicker, was on that first sack. He started to run outside the pocket. And, and they ended up catching up to him. Now, a fully healthy Carson Wentz probably escapes that. But, again, he's still working his yeah. way back from, from this injury. And, and so he, he got taken down. Yeah, he said he felt like he was running a quicksand. And, honestly, I mean, it's going to – He gonna, looked like he was. He looked like it. It's going to take some time. But he, he didn't seem like a statue back there like no. he did against Tennessee. That and I think that's – was that, wild. His his first his run that went for the first down that ten yards. I mean, I don't know which which player would be faster at that point, Carson Wentz or Peyton Manning. It, it didn't it didn't seem like he. It was obvious that he wasn't a hundred percent. But but what you see there with with Carson Wentz is again a little bit more mobility. He was able to to spin and get outside the pocket some deliver the ball down the field there was a play uh, I think it was on on the Colts final drive there when they're they're trying to get those first downs run out run out the clock he escapes the pocket he rolls right and he throws an absolute dart to Michael Pittman Jr. for the first down and that's that's vintage Carson Wentz that's the Carson Wentz that we expect to see but but like you said, it he he only has what one interception this year and it was on that that great play by by Aaron Donald at this point, at this point in 2020, Carson Wentz had seven interceptions with the Eagles. He has one now. Now the upside to that, obviously, not turning the ball over. That's that's obviously good. Yeah. Now, has Carson Wentz been throwing it down the field and really taking as many shots as he did against Philadelphia with as he did when he was with Philadelphia? Probably not. Also but I honestly didn't. I really didn't expect that. And the Colts aren't fully healthy. Eric Fisher, Quentin Nelson, T.Y. Hilton, Braden Smith, go on and on and on. Once they are back to to full strength, I, I think you'll see that this offense is starting to open this up more and more. Uh, there were some other some other great throws. Um, the one to Ashton Doolin really sticks out to me, and I, I see that that Colton Evans was was thinking the same thing. That one sticks out. The throat is that the throat of Paris Campbell deep down the field. Paris Campbell should have caught that. And, and that would have been a huge chunk play for for this Colts team. So overall, just just on my first impressions without going and seeing the tape again, I think Carson Wentz had another solid game. Would I put it up there with the Rams game? Probably not. I wouldn't put it up there with that, but I think it was still a pretty good game considering how in, how injured Carson Wentz was yeah. and and just how injured the entire team was. It's it's something to build confidence off of as we go as the Colts do travel to Baltimore on Monday night. What's up, Colton Evans? Uh, his throw to Doolin was beautiful. So was, I thought, the throw to, um, was it Pascal that dropped that ball? Or Paris Campbell? Paris Campbell down the right side. Yep. That's the one I was talking about. Yep. So, that I mean, that was, that was pretty. That was right where it needed to be. It, I don't understand this overthrow issue, though, that he's having right now. Like, obviously not in regards to... Um, that specific throw, but he's he overthrew the, some players again this week, and I talked about, you know, how you I would have thought a guy with hurt ankles wouldn't have been able to get the, you know, he'd be throwing the ball short, but probably just some kind of breakdown in his mechanics be, due to, you know, the 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 injured ankles is is all I can think of. Um, I think it's partially mechanics. Uh, I think it's partially just timing with the receivers too. I mean, we got to think he's like, he's still limited in practice. He's really not getting the full reps that he needs to. I mean, Philip Rivers was having these same issues and Philip Rivers didn't miss a, a practice all last year. Yeah. So you got, you got to think, I mean, we're, we're only four weeks in the season and he missed all of training camp. This, this will come on, but timing with receivers is a lot more, it's a lot more important and a lot, a lot harder than, than people think so i once they build that chemistry it, i think it'll look a lot better one thing we didn't mention though were his throws to mo alley cox uh, and we'll, we'll talk about mo alley cox getting involved but i think him and mo alley cox are starting to create a little bit of a connection there especially so. in the red zone yeah. we were talking about that like but well like cox six foot five 267 pounds uh, the dude can win a jump ball pretty much anybody he needs to be used more in the red zone and credit to frank reich for giving Matt mo alley cox a bigger role and putting him in those situations and the Colts looking for him in the red zone to get those to make it easier for themselves in the red zone and get and get touchdowns um yeah I think 
not only Mo in the red zone, but you know, you know what? And I asked you this week, Andrew, what do we got to do to score more in the red zone? Well, we got to throw the ball to the big guys a little more. We've got Mo. We have Pittman. I, we, we have strong. I mean, that's why you got these guys, right? Uh, Kylan Granson. Where, where's Kylan Granson? The guy, the, the rookie, we were probably as excited about as any of them, to be honest. I mean, he, him and Quiddy, you know, it's right there. We're real excited about this guy. I don't, I don't know why we're not using him more. I know he's a rookie. There's, you know, a long way to go and whatnot. But I just think in the red zone, we have an answer. We just haven't really been using it. I want to comment on this real quick about the penalties. Honestly, um, Colts loyalist, we were one of the lowest, lower penalized teams going into this game. So I'm hoping that's just kind of a, uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? A one-off situation. Not the word I was looking for, but I'll take that one. <laughs> well, and, and I mean, two of the big ones were on Xavier Rhodes, which we'll talk about his concerns here a bit when we mention the defense. But but I do think that the, this was probably the Colts' least disciplined game. I think they had their most penalties on the year. Uh, there were some on the offensive line that, that stalled drives. Uh, there, Zach Pascoe got called for holding a couple times uh, that that I saw. Michael Pittman got a, had a pass interference call. So just just little things that I think the Colts need to need to clean up because yeah, they will have to be on their A game in order to beat Baltimore on Monday. So we mentioned Mo Alley Coxie, Andrew. Uh, Mo had three catches. Two of those were for touchdowns, uh, 42 yards, and he almost had another one. Uh, I thought there was pass interference there. We've already talked about apparently now you can face guard somebody, put your hand over their face, um, not look for the football, and it's no longer pass interference. So uh, defensive backs, I hope you're listening, um, all the defensive backs that obviously listen to our show. Um, just face guard, just cover, you know, do whatever you want. Um, so yeah, Mo had a really good game. He did. And I, and I think part of that was because Jack Doyle was limited. Jack Doyle has been dealing with a nagging back injury and, and he really didn't play at all in the first half that allowed Mo Ali Cox to take the majority of the tight end reps. And you saw just the weapon that he is down the field. I mean, there was a big 28 yard pass play to Mo Ali Cox, Jack Doyle. I mean, WWJD and Jack Doyle made a huge play towards the end of the game to help ice it. But, but at the same time, the Mo Ali Cox is just a different kind of weapon because the, the long strides that he takes, the, the the big body. I mean, Jack Doyle is no no small guy. He's six foot six as well. But it's different with Mo Ali Cox. His his hands are big. He's just a, be, a better red zone threat than Jack Doyle. And I think again, Frank Wright can kind of use these things and use these pieces throughout the year. We don't have to be so predictable in the red zone where it's going to be Jonathan Taylor running up the middle. I mean, you have guys where you have a Moelle Cox, Michael Pittman, Zach Pascal has shown he could produce in the red zone with, with, with three touchdowns this year. Mike Strong, once he gets more acclimated, you mentioned Kylan Granson, even Naheem Hines. Naheem Hines can be used within the red zone. T.Y. Hilton's a savvy route runner. The guys, the, the Colts have options. It's up to Frank Reich to be multiple with his with his looks. It's up to Frank Reich to scheme these guys open and use a variety of different plays, not just the same thing over and over in the red zone where it's so predictable that everybody loads up in, in those A and B gaps and yeah. just go straight to Jonathan Taylor use these guys get more confidence in Carson Wentz as well down there and and, and use the guys to these their strengths because there's so many weapons and so many different strengths that each one of these guys have because Michael Pittman I'll, I'll just run through him real quick Michael Pittman is a, a fierce runner with the ball Zach Pascal is tough Moali Cox can win a jump ball Jack Doyle is so smart and he's got great hands Mike Strong's huge six foot five Jonathan Taylor can run over people Use their strengths, especially in an area where it's so important to win football games and your team hasn't been successful yet this year. And Frank Reich did that on Sunday, and and the results were great. Yeah, variety, I think, is the key word um, in what you were just saying, Andrew. I think that is going to be the most uh, helpful in regards to our our. Red zone performance. Uh, and that the Jonathan Taylor's touchdown run was just outside of the red zone. So we'll consider that a red zone score um, in my book, um, and we'll take it. Uh, the defense showed up yesterday, Andrew. They didn't look great the whole game. As a matter of fact, when they were marching down the field, um, the, the Dolphins, at, they were up 3-0, 
Um, and this was before they did the, they had the whole field goal delay punted it. I mean, before all that, I was like, I, I was ready to give up on the game already, honestly, because I thought the dolphins were going to keep moving the ball, um, <clears throat> real easily. And we find, we came up with a stop, which was great. Um, and things turned around, but they produced a couple of turnovers. Um, well, I guess that was just one and one was on a, a punt, but um, yeah, defense had a good game. 203 yards allowed, only 35 rushing yards, two forced fumbles, uh, three, four, 11 on fourth down. On third down. I'm sorry. That was a typo. So I, I was like 11 fourth down. Though, though, no, I don't recall that three, three for 11 on third downs, but uh, they, they did start out well. And I think the biggest thing we need to take away from that was the 35 rush yards yeah. because the, the Colts rush defense had been getting, demolished the first three games of the year and it's I not like Lewis spun was it gaskin just spun him around on the ground he was i mean i, I tweeted out with, when i get him on toys i spin him around i tweeted out to taekwon lewis my god dude that guy has a family and you're just throwing him around like a ragdoll out there like he no he did not but <laughs> <laughs> i mean you throw a guy down like that it was it was a great play for the defense but I, but that but showing that intensity and then and then really putting all the onus on Jacoby Brissett to, to lead this team and, and Jacoby Brissett leading a team to a victory, putting it all on himself. That's usually not going to work out. Now in the fourth quarter, I mean, you could, you could either chalk it up to garbage time. I would have liked them to end a little bit stronger on defense rather than just letting Jacoby Brissett shuck it down the field to, to Devonte Parker and, and those, cause the, Dolphins really did get down the field pretty quickly in the fourth quarter. So that that's definitely something to be aware of. The the Colts desperately missed Rocky Sin uh, on those. Rocky Sin, he was not a – he was – obviously, he's been the Colts' best cornerback so far this year. I don't know if any of us really expected that. Uh, and and he, he got his first flag. Didn't he? Rocky Sin, Rocky no, Sin didn't no, it put was, in – It was Broads both times, wasn't it? Yeah, Rocky oh Sin didn't play – Rocky Sin didn't play on Sunday. That would so, make sense. Yeah, so but but you you need to you, hopefully the Colts kid can channel what they did at the beginning of the game rather than what they did at the fourth quarter because I think that's the winning football. Darius Leonard looked a little bit better, looked a little bit healthier. The the Colts did generate more pressure more pressure on Jacoby Brissett. Kamoko Ture, hell of a game for him. He had two sacks. It was good to see him out there. Uh, so I think I think you could be encouraged by what you see. But again, we also have to think about the opponent. It was against Jacoby Brissett. This Dolphins offense isn't very good. The Colts, need, while they beat they beat up on bad quarterbacks like a Jacoby Brissett, it seems like the good quarterbacks like a Matt Stafford, a Russell Wilson, a Ryan Tannehill. Those are the quarterbacks that seem to be pretty good against this Colts defense. So it's encouraging and hopefully it starts building momentum. But once we see Lamar Jackson, the Colts need to step up and show that they can perform well against a good quarterback as well. Yeah. Hey guys, loving all the chatter in here today. I mean, we're just flowing with comments while you're listening. Don't forget to like the video. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel. Uh, and don't forget to leave comments just on other videos, too. Go watch those. Leave comments. Uh, what do you think about this, Andrew? And I think this was probably more towards the the end of the game when, honestly, I I know we should have played better defense towards the end of the game, but it was kind of garbage time. They were, we were out of reach at that point. Um, what do you think about this comment from Colton Evans? The Dolphins utilized the flats very well against our coverage. When we started to try and cheat those, they caught us slipping deep. I think I think that's kind of what the Colts defense wanted to do, though. They they really they knew Jacoby wasn't going to force it deep. So so they made sure he just kept checking it down the flats. And then the Colts, the Colts really did a better job of tackling those and wrapping up the ball carriers as soon as they got the ball. I really thought that was a massive improvement over the first three weeks of the season. And and by getting that pressure on Jacoby Brissett, obviously he's not he's not really looking to go downfield. You can really try to try to cheat on those and try to get a little extra pressure of the flats. I didn't really think that was the reason why they started to go deep. I think they started to go deep because number one, they were down by it was twenty to three or twenty to 
to 10, something like that. They needed to catch up in a, in a quick fashion. And then again, they just picked on Xavier Rhodes. And Isaiah yeah. Rogers was a culprit of that too. The Colts quarterbacks, Devontae Parker was really eating them up. And, and Jacoby Brissett was able to throw it down. The Colts cornerbacks didn't do a great job of defending the deep ball. That's something that they're definitely going to need to make sure they take care of next week. But I think that was had more to do with it rather than the Colts kind of cheating up in the flats is that the, the Dolphins realized, okay, we need to go now. And so they started try, forcing those big shots down the field and, and those pass interference calls on Xavier Rhodes just absolutely killed them. All right. We got to keep it moving here. Kamoka Ture, two sacks. Kamoko Ture did, did a great job. Uh, and I, I really wish that the Colts would give him more snaps. I think Colton Evans, again, is is right right here when Ture needs more snaps. Um, it was it was great to see that him getting that production. And, and it just seems like when the, the Colts were struggling, with with that pass rush, they they didn't seem like they were wrapping or getting guys home. It just seemed like guys could get stand back there. Now we know that Kamoko Ture is is somebody that that necessarily isn't going to play the best against the run, but but that that pass rushing skill set is something that that. Al-Qadim Muhammad and Taekwon Lewis just don't have. So when you get a guy like that, it's going to create pressure on the quarterback. I think Trey does need to be put out there more. Let him have yeah. more opportunities, especially when you're struggling to get to the quarterback. Trey's, if the Colts really think Trey is that big of a liability against the run, you can... I mean, you, there's ways to to cover that up, but I think his his play style and his strengths as a pa, as a pure pass rusher to be able to get to the quarterback and get sacks, it's more valuable than being able to than just thinking, oh, you're possibly going to give up a, a, a run to that side. That's something that the Colts desperately need as a pass rusher, and hopefully, Teray, since he is healthy now, can continue to provide that uh, as the season goes along. I would imagine he would. That was our hope for him. Uh, he showed flashes of being real good before the injuries and whatnot. So. We'll see. Uh, Xavier Rhodes did struggle, though. Those two deep uh, PIs, is he getting slower? Was he in bad position when the play started? Obviously, you know, you saw some film to watch. Um, Did you see anything specific, though, just live that you were like, oh, well, I mean, that's why he got beat. I think Xavier Rhodes, number one, I think he isn't 100%. I think he is still trying to recover from that calf injury. He definitely doesn't look like the same Xavier Rhodes. From what last I, week, too, didn't he go out of the game for a hot minute? He went out for a little bit, but came right back. Um, so I don't think it was anything too serious. He wasn't on the injury report at all this week. He was a full participant all week. But I still think he is still trying to work his way back to fully 100%. And, and on those two pass interference calls to, on Devontae Parker, seemed like Xavier Rhodes kind of just panicked at the end of the route. He, yeah. he was got, he got, he almost did the same thing that Rocky Sin does. He got really grabby. He, he seemed like he was going to hold and tackle the guy before the ball got there yeah. instead of really playing the ball so uh, he doesn't look as quick as he should have been um so again that could be maybe distributed to the injury distributed to knock some of the rust off but but it is something that, that we kind of need to monitor because xavier rhodes is a very crucial part to this defense right. and and in order for the colts to get where they want to go xavier rhodes needs to play at that level that he played last year and if he starts to regress not only do you have the question mark if can rocky sin keep up this level of play throughout the year you're thinking can xavier rhodes hold up and, and do his part otherwise the, the quarterback situation in indianapolis is just going to be abysmal already then with regarding that what's going on and what the question marks that are already at that position uh we'll talk about this probably more at length this week um for the preview episode wednesday um but real quick andrew just snap judgment who do you want to see guard hollywood brown next week uh from colton evans so i don't i mean the colts don't really have a guy that shadows another guy they, they'll they'll keep xavier Rhodes on one side if rocky sink could play him on the other side keep kenny Moore in the slot obviously it seems like hollywood brown i haven't really watched too much of the baltimore ravens um if I, if he plays multiple in the slot i'm sure you're going to see a lot of kenny Moore on him i'm sure you're going to see a lot of stuff over the top with julian blackman helping on him it's going to be a team effort because the colts really don't have a guy that follows receivers around and shadows him all the cornerbacks are going to have to be be ready to go and 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 ready to meet the challenge that the baltimore ravens present classic andrew i I literally ask snap judgment real quick give me a name 
Andrew gives you a good five minute explanation. Uh, it was literally thirty while, seconds. While Chill he's out. struggling with uh, losing his voice, uh, what else would he do? You know what I mean. That's just very Andrew. Um, big test against Baltimore. I don't think Baltimore has looked real great. They've looked a little up and down. Um, Colton loves it, of course. Yeah, uh, they've looked a little up and down. Um, they've lost. Didn't they? Did they lose to the Bengals? Steelers lost to the Bengals. Who the Ravens lost us to? Let Let's take a look under the hood. You know what I'm saying? The Bengals the or the Ravens lost to the Raiders week one in that, that Monday Night Football game. That game was that week one. Yeah, because the week one in Vegas. Remember? Oh yeah. Oh, that's so, what they lost. They, and then they beat the Chiefs, yep. the Lions, and the Broncos. All right, I take it back. The, 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 Lions, the, the, the Lions game was iffy. The Baltimore Ravens have looked pretty good. I mean, they've looked a hell of a lot better than the Colts. And you have to remember, when the Colts played the Ravens last year, I mean, it wasn't – I mean, the Ravens took it to Indianapolis. So this this by no means is going to be an easy game. It's it's probably going to be on, on close to the same level as I would say the the Seattle, the Tennessee, and, and, the, and the Rams game. It's another top team in the conference, and it's a team with a great quarterback that's able to run, get out on those – bootlegs which really kills the Colts and and the Colts are going to have to be better in all phases they're going to have to keep the running game up they're going to have to make sure that that Carson Wentz kid could get can handle the blitz because the Ravens are one of the biggest blitzing teams in the league and then on the other side of the ball it's all about Right. It's all about containing Lamar Jackson, making sure that he doesn't go off, making sure that you have eyes on him at all times and and not letting him take over the game. So it's going to be a big, big challenge for Indianapolis this week. Lamar has been playing well, uh, and he has been throwing the ball from the pocket real well. That's true. To Hollywood Brown, I feel like a lot. Is this a thing? I don't know what Matt... Matt here is talking about an indoor stadium having a weather delay. Is that going on right now for this game? Feel free to comment and let me know because I obviously. It could be happening for the Monday night football game. It's at. Delayed Los Angeles Chargers. It's in L.A. It's it's in L.A. Is the stadium. I'm not sure if the stadium is half open. Maybe. I don't know if they could fully close it. I really don't know the full structure of SoFi Stadium, but that's really the only possible thing that I could think of. That's delayed. Must be uh, lightning, I guess, probably. Okay, well, breaking news. The game's delayed. Uh, the educated fan always here. Uh, the Colts okay. podcast there, always here for uh, the, the the breaking news. Um, there we go. Uh, Matt, Matt coming in with the, the help on the breaking news. Open window, and it's a lightning delay. Hey, there we go. Close the window, you know? Just close. If you, had a, if you have a stadium like Lucas Oil where you can close the window, but maybe SoFi Stadium and that st- Four billion dollar stadium can't do that. Stadium. I want to go to that. It's I want, fantastic. I want to go to a game there so bad. What are we on next? What are we talking about here? Other news, injuries. Andrew, guess what? I have good news. What's that? No injuries to report coming out of the game. Can we get a round of applause? Can we? Can we? I'll break it up to the No injuries from the game to report, says Frank Reich, uh, which. Oh, there we go. It's just bound to mean that somebody's going to get hurt in practice this week. That's how that's going to go. Saw someone tweet that someone's going to end up getting their arm ripped off in Wednesday's practice because he said that. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, um, I mean, that, that injury was a blown shoe. Yeah. Yeah, that does that doesn't stop the injuries that already happened. And the headliners is Quentin is Quentin Nelson with his his high ankle sprain got placed on IR, so he's going to at least miss the next two games against Baltimore and then Houston. He could possibly return against the 49ers in three weeks, which would definitely be a big help. Uh, but when you lose your best offensive lineman, and, and in our opinion, the lineman. best offensive lineman in the entire league, I mean, it's it's tough. So Chris Reed again played played very well in in Quentin Nelson's place. It's going to be a whole new test this week against Baltimore. All right. Yeah, uh, best offensive lineman in the league. Uh, guys that missed the game versus the Dolphins: offensive tackle Braden Smith, foot; defensive end Quiddy Pay. Hamstring, cornerback, Rocky Sin, ankle, and Kari Willis, safety, groin. Colts claim defensive tackle Cleo Davis off waivers from the Buccaneers. 
So Khalil Davis was a sixth round pick of the Bucks last year, um, and he played in in two of the Bucks playoff games. He hasn't had a snap this year, but hey, if there's a defensive lineman on the waivers list, you know that Chris Ballard's going to take a look at it. So uh, I'm not sure if this means maybe Antoine Woods is heading to IR again. Um, we'll, we'll have to see what happens with with Khalil Davis's spot on the roster. We'll have to wait and find out on Wednesday when we uh, tally up the numbers here, folks. But I think Andrew Pry caught me this week. Um, not good. Uh, on the week four slate of games? On the week four slate of games. Did not go well. But I did win money this weekend, so I'll take it. You win some, you There you go. Some. Uh, I'd much rather lose to you as long as if, if that means I'm making more money every week. I'm good with that. <laughs> uh, let's start it off here. Bengals 24, Jaguars 21. That was a good game. Best best game Trevor Lawrence has had yet. Um, I think uh, Urban Meyer decided to go out and celebrate on the long weekend. Uh, <laughs> in the spirit of uh, an almost win. Um, good for him. Not good. No, not good for him. He uh, He's in a little bit of a hot water shown dancing with other women while his wife was at home watching the grandkids. Tough Urban luck. Meyer looking like a dirt bag out there. Tough luck. Uh, but by the way, back to the game, Joe Burrow, great, phenomenal. Joe Burrow looking like cool Joe Burrow, a comeback player of the year. franchise quarterback. Absolutely. Comeback player of the year. I cannot believe neither one of us took Joe Burrow for comeback player of the year. I'm disappointed Ooh. in myself. Hey, Brandon, um, here's a bad beat for you. Look at Matt from YouTube lost a five leg rushing parlay due to Danny dives missing is over by one yard. You know how the you know, ultimate you know the only bad thing beat. that could have made that worse. If it was the game last year where he tripped when he was just sprinting away from everybody and oh, that would have caused the one yard that could have been worse, pal could have been worse. Are you doing <laughs> that? Are you clicking on the comments and stuff? Yeah, I am. Do All you right. like it? Yeah, that's getting fine. Some pro- it's fine. Getting I, some pro- did, I didn't know you had any some- control. Getting some production. Andrew Moore on the Andrew production Moore, side producer. of things. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Just another <laughs> fun learning experience. Uh, Washington football team somehow pulled it out against the Falcons. 34-30. That one killed me. Andrew finally picks a Falcons game right. Good for him. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, that's tough. Uh, bad beat with Brandon, for real. Uh, you're a participant in, in the misery. The Bills, for the second time, have shut a team out. Um, this year, forty to zero over the Texans. Uh, that Mills guy can cannot wait to play the Houston Texans. I mean, I am <laughs> looking forward to it. That guy is bad. Um, that's all I got. The Bills look scary, man. They really do. They Josh Allen. Not only is Josh Allen on a tear, that defense has stepped it up to a completely another level. So the Colts better get their stuff together because the Colts at Bills. In week twelve, I think it is week eleven, week twelve. That could be a, that could be a bad game. We're getting to the Cardinals here, Miss Young. Calm down. We have time. <laughs> uh, Bears, Lions, kick right in the right in the good old parts. Uh, Twenty four Bears, Lions fourteen. That one hurt me. Uh, you picked the Lions this week too, didn't you? I did pick the Lions. I thought Nagy said that uh, once Andy Dalton's healthy again, he's still the starting quarterback. I did, and uh, I don't. I mean, Matt Nagy. We were talking to our 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 former roommate and former Bears or former roommate, current Bears fan, Billy Pasquale. He's not a fan of Matt Nagy, and I think a lot of Bears fans hold that same that same sentiment. So, uh, it, I mean, if Justin Fields earns it, it until before Andy Dalton comes back, you need to stick with Justin Fields. Yeah. Um, Cowboys 36, Panthers 28. Shut up. Don't want to talk about it. Um, <laughs> Browns 14, Vikings 7. That one surprised me. I think the Vikings defense is good. I think the Vikings defense is good. I think they're serious, but their offense just can't figure it out. Um, not that, I mean, they played a tough team in the Browns. They've had a mm-hmm. tough start, but the, Vi- the Vikings might find a way to dig them themselves out of the hole they dug. But this next one, Giants 27, Saints 21. That one, that one, should, I mean, Again, it's which which Jameis are you going to get? Are you going to get the bad Jameis? Or are you going to get the good Jameis? And it looks like Saquon Barkley finally looks like he is returning to one hundred percent health. That was that was a big thing that that helped the Giants out. Danny Dimes, I think he didn't he throw for like four hundred yards or something. So so I mean he he went off as well. 
the D, the Saints defense is what's going to have to carry this team. And when the defense doesn't perform, it's going to be tough for the Saints to win. I want to know what the odds were on that five-leg rushing parlay. Matt, will you send that? Will you tell me how bad it was? Because I just want to feel your pain with you. Um, Jets. Hey! We're all Jets fans this week. And they pulled through. Uh, Jets beat the Titans 27-24. Zach Wilson threw one pretty football. Uh, I can't remember. That that took the lead, and then the Titans came back and scored and tied it up again anyway. But Zach Wilson tried to lead the game-winning drive through Butte. 100% Zach Wilson's best game of the year. Good old Bob Sala gets his first win as an NFL head coach. Um, and even better, it was against the Titans. So even with all this stuff going on, all of the, the drama that's been surrounding the Indianapolis Colts, there's still only one game behind the Titans for the plus, division lead. So a lot, a, lot of, a lot of football left to be played. Plus 23-17 uh, for that parlay. What was that? 10 Oof. bucks? You'd have won over $200? That, yeah, that would have been nice. That would have been a nice one. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would have, have been a good day for you. Um, Chiefs, 42, Eagles, 30. Uh, Chiefs defense is bad. They're not good. Um, the Chiefs, I don't think, are good. Uh, but they, they got to win. I mean, the Chiefs' defense didn't look good, but that offense looked great. I mean, Patrick Mahomes was surgical through that that Eagles defense. I mean, the Eagles defense isn't necessarily a top defense, but, I mean, he had five touchdowns. He had five touchdown passes. He had three to Tyreek Hill. So the, the 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 Chiefs' offense is still a force to be reckoned with. That's not quite true. Uh, Colts loyalist five six seven eight uh, because Mac Jones has won uh, a game or two, I believe the Patriots, right? Yeah, Mac Jones won, has won one game. I think yeah. Mac Jones has won one, and well, didn't Justin Justin Fields won this weekend? Yeah, so Fields that's one started too. So uh, and Zach Wilson. So there's three. The only one that hasn't is uh, Trey Lance and, and Trevor Lawrence. Okay, well. Uh, none of the ones that we care about, I guess, have gotten a win. I'll give them that much. Um, where are we at? I, I moved my notes. Um, yeah, now we're, talk, now we're talking Cardinals about Cardinals. 37, Rams 20. What a football game. Kyler Murray, my MVP pick. I wrote, I'm riding him two years in a row. I said last year wasn't it, so this is the one. Kyler Murray's my MVP right now. He's awesome. Um, one more receiver, apparently, and a good running back changed changed everything for that offense, but their defense. I don't know if it's JJ the JJ Watt effect. Uh but I think he's he's caused that defense. I think that defense is playing a lot better and I think he's a big part of it. The Cardinals are here to stay, I think. I think I really think that the Cardinals are, are gonna be a good team and they're gonna be a force to be reckoned with. It could be that, that- it could be that maybe the Cardinals end up winning that division and the Rams have to get a wild card, which would be wild to see. Uh Again, uh, but Kyler Murray's clicking on all cylinders. I would agree with you. Right now, he was be my MVP pick. Uh, he's definitely hooking up with DeAndre Hopkins, AJ Green, Rondale Moore. Uh, that defense with JJ Watt and Chandler Jones has looked great. The, the Cardinals are rolling right now. Some call Rondale Moore uh, the best rookie wide receiver. Um, <laughs> I say that. Uh, Seahawks twenty eight, Forty ers twenty one. That one surprised us too. Uh, Seahawks played good. Russ played good. Um, yeah, it, well, part, you know what? Jimmy G did go out and Trey Lance came in and that's kind of when the game turned, uh, the 49ers were winning when that occurred, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's definitely, uh, the quarterback controversy in San Francisco is definitely sparked up again because it was thought Jimmy G might miss a couple weeks it was reported today that he might be able to play this upcoming Sunday. If not, does he get Wally pipped and and Trey Lance finally takes over the starting job for good? Um, either way, it's going to be interesting to watch. I don't think Trey Lance did a whole lot for himself this weekend, but he wasn't bad. I mean, he wasn't bad. Um, Ravens twenty three, Broncos seven. That one surprised me. I think we both picked the Broncos, or I I know I did. I picked the Ravens. Um, I didn't expect it to be that big of a margin. Uh, well, Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater. 
Teddy got hurt. Drew Locke came in. Um, there was definitely some controversy at, towards the end of the game when instead of kneeling the ball, the Ravens ran the ball. Uh, definitely pissed off Vic Fangio and the the Broncos team that they've been going back and forth in the media today. Vic Fangio actually used to be the linebackers coach under John Harbaugh for a couple of years, and he was saying how when he was there, they didn't care about player safety, and it doesn't look like they still do. Um, some, some pretty big shots were fired today in the media. Steelers 27. Is that that's flip flopped? Yep, that's flip flop. Steelers <laughs> <I'm sorry>. 17, <laughs> Green Bay 27. It's on the ticker. It's on the ticker. There right you now. go. You can see it. How cool are we? We've got a ticker. <laughs> We've got a ticker. Um, yeah, uh, Bron- the, now I'm all screwed up. Steelers stink. Uh, Packers are looking good. Ben Roethlisberger does not look good. This ha- I, I would have to assume this is his last year. The the Steelers can't go on like this. They they need to get a new quarterback. Their offensive line hasn't been great. It's pretty much the same issues that the Steelers were having last year. <sighs> Mac Jones tried to do it last night. You know what? By the time that I thought the Patriots might actually win, I had already bet uh, in game on the Bucks. So by the end of the game, I was cheering for the Bucks. Uh, but they won 1917 uh, on a missed field goal. Mac Jones was very impressive. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about Brady, but Mac Jones impressed the hell out of me last night. He was very poised. He delivered it with accuracy. He was very decisive. He was changing calls at the line. Mac Jones looked like, an NFL quarterback last night. And that was my first time being able to watch Mac Jones this year. Uh, Eventually he's going to be coming to Indianapolis in late December. So we'll get to see him then. But Mac Jones really impressed me just the way he handled everything. And especially, I mean, just with all the circumstance surrounding that game with Tom Brady coming back and and everything like that. Uh, And then Brady comes back breaks the the passing yardage record as well. I, I was really hoping that Nick Folk was going to bang that in and just kind of rain on Tom's parade so he wouldn't get that win. But uh, it was it was it was a fun game to watch for sure. I wanted I I'd have been okay losing a little money last night if if that meant Tom lost the bill. Um around the league here, some injuries. Broncos quarterback Teddy Bridgewater concussion left the game. Bron- Buccaneers tight end Rob Gronkowski cracked ribs, broken rib, punctured lung. Could miss multiple weeks. Uh, he's got a tough day uh, on one of the sides of his torso. Uh, 49ers QB Jimmy Garoppolo, calf left game. Lions defensive end Romeo Acora. Uh, Achilles possibly out for season. Uh, I would guess probably out for the season. Yeah, it was confirmed today that it, he did tear his Achilles. So big blow to the Rams. I mean, Aquara was a guy that we we really liked uh, in free agency and, and possibly wanted the Colts to bring him aboard. Um, again, we'll have to see what happens with the Broncos quarterback situation, the 49ers quarterback situation. Um, those injuries could be big. Running back was John McCoy retires from the NFL. So I wanted to ask you real quick, just because it seems like when, when these guys retire, we always, we always talk about like one of our best memories. Do you have a really like a, a memory that sticks out in your head of LaShawn McCoy? Nothing specific. I just thought he was one of the most elusive running backs. I think uh, since LaDamian Tomlinson, probably. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I, I always thought he was a lot of fun to watch. I really think uh, his talent was squandered for a while um, with some teams that weren't very good. Um, I, I really did hope that uh, Andy Reid would have used him more when he brought him over to the Chiefs. Um, I think he was on the team the year they won the Super Bowl, though, so he got a ring. Um, he actually won back-to-back rings because he was on the Chiefs two years ago and he was on the Bucks last year. Didn't play in either oh, yeah, game, but yeah. as but as two Super Bowls, so that's that's kind of a fun stat. But, I mean, yeah, I would I would agree. Lashawn McCoy. Do you have a specific memory? Lashawn McCoy? McCoy to me just kind of when when the, the Eagles had Michael Vick and we had Chip Kelly. I, I I know he him and Chip Kelly didn't really get along, but but just the elusiveness and those electric plays that Lashawn McCoy had. I mean. He, this really isn't thought about, but he has over 11,000 yards rushing in his career. So he was a six time pro bowler. He had a long, pretty productive career. So the hall of fame question now, is that what you're getting at? Well, we can't is, is he a hall of fame back? I I wouldn't think so either. I think maybe his numbers would be close, you know, somewhere in that neighborhood where maybe he deserved it, but I just don't think, uh, 
the, the just the career side of it. Nobody goes, man, that LaShawn McCoy. How about that career? Like it just he doesn't get talked about enough. I don't think. I right think anymore. You got to play uh, a little more out of this world to get into the Hall of Fame as a running back. I mean, it took Edron James quite a few years to get into the Hall of Fame for him. And Edron James is far and away a better running back, put up better numbers than, than LaShawn McCoy did. Yeah, so probably not. Um, he could go down in the Hall of Fame of uh, fantasy running backs. We'll give him that. <laughs> there we uh, go. Player of the game, Andrew. My play, my player of the game, he was my X factor of the game. We talked about him all week, how he was going to have be a huge determining factor in, in if the Colts would win this game. It's Jonathan Taylor. I mean, he had 16 carries for 103 yards and a touchdown. He also had three catches for 11 yards. Run the damn ball, finally translated to win the damn game this year, and it's what the Colts needed. The Colts need to ride Jonathan Taylor until we can get the full arsenal back, until Carson Wentz is fully healthy. And I think that's going to be the best recipe to win games. So Jonathan Taylor is my Colts player of the game. Don't forget really cool outro that we just started using on uh, the last episode. So don't leave yet. Uh, my player <laughs> of the game, I was going to pick, I thought maybe you would pick Mo. So then I would pick Jonathan Taylor, but I was like, yeah, if you pick Jonathan Taylor, I'll pick Mo. So I'm going to go with Mo Alley Cox um, or maybe just the defense in general. Uh, because we wouldn't have won the game without them. I mean, they didn't have a perfect game, but we don't win that game without them and those turnovers. So, um, But, yeah, Mo, I'm going to give him – because of the two touchdowns, he really hasn't done much this season. Um, I think he deserves it. Apparently, the, the players thought Frank Reich deserved the, uh, the, the game ball. But uh, I guess he can have it. I'm not ragging on Frank this week. It's the first recap I haven't ragged on Frank. Honestly, I think Frank Reich had a really good game this week. Play calling was good. The situational uh, uh, play was on. good. Hold on. I still disagree with the decision to go for it on fourth down. See, I, see what it happened. I, I, I said go for it. I even tweeted it out. I said go uh, for yeah, it. Because not with that field position. If you can't get an inch. I don't and, care. It's if the you fact, can't get the an inch. The fact is if you don't get the inch, they're on your 30-yard line. That's Brandon Mo- Listen, everybody, but we all know Brandon Moses is a closet Chuck Pagano where he doesn't no. want to go for no, it. No, so no, that's no, all right, no, Brandon. No. It's all no, right. It's all no, right. No, 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 none of that. All right. Yeah, you get that shit out of here. Um, that's it. Like I said, uh, go follow our socials at a Colts podcast um, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, we love to interact with you guys on there. Love to chat with you on there, comment on stuff, like stuff, retweet stuff, do whatever you want to do, share our stuff, be a friend. You know, we like to, we like to think around here that we're friends with you. You know, we're, we're, we're good people. You're good people. Uh, share us with your friends. We're the most entertaining Colts podcast. Uh, that I can say with absolute confidence. Um, we're just the most fun, mostly because uh, I like to push the limit. And Andrew, we have fan- I like to make Andrew nervous. <sighs> he doesn't make me nervous at all. Uh, we had fantastic chats to this tonight yeah. on the live stream from the YouTube. So yeah. shout out to shout out to Colts loyalist, uh, Colt Nevins, uh, Matt. Yeah. Mayring, I hope I'm saying that right. Vonda uh, Young. Young. I mean, all you guys were were fantastic tonight. Uh, keep the chats rolling. That's what makes the episodes great. All right, guys. Uh, we'll talk to you probably Wednesday night, and then next week is when things get real screwy because we're on Monday night football. But until next time, go Colts. Go Colts. Let this moment become a cherished memory. And then remember, a legacy is only worthwhile when there is a future to fuel. God bless you, and God bless football.